You're listening to Her Body on Body IOFM, the women's source for optimal health and lifelong performance, with your host, Alex Navarro. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Her Body, brought to you by Body IOFM. I'm your host, Alex Navarro, and today we're going to be talking about a topic that I sort of hinted upon in a previous podcast when I talked about my pregnancy and sort of some of the things that I did early on in the pregnancy to kind of set the tone for how I wanted to go about it, more specifically on the exercise side of things, because... Well, it's very important to keep, to keep that up, especially for me since I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mover um, and I wanted to make sure that I could do it as safely as possible. And so I saw sought out a specialist who I've brought uh, in studio today, which I'm, I'm always happy to have an in-studio guest because, well, I just like making eye contact with people. So it's nice to have somebody else to look at <laughs> when they're here. So welcome to the show. This is Sarah Bradford. Hi. Thanks, Thanks. for joining me today. Thanks for having me. And Sarah is a, a pre and postnatal core and exercise specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also a certified personal trainer. She does some nutrition work as well. And she owns the Luna Center, which is a mostly pre and postnatal yeah. Yeah, it's, exercise it, exactly. facility. Right. Um, and that is in San Rafael, which is San Rafael, California. So Northern California, mm-hmm. for those of you who um, aren't California natives. And uh, early on, I would say I was probably about 10 weeks into my pregnancy when I came and saw you. Mm-hmm. And I specifically wanted to get some some core work, a little evaluation, see where I was at. So I could use that as my sort of qualifier for what exercises I continued to do. Um, but before we get into that, tell us a little bit about who you are, how you started the Luna Center, why you started it. Why you love what you do, because you clearly do. I do, yes. (laughs) Uh, So I am a mom of an almost two-year-old, and I kind of got into this through, well, through my own journey, I guess. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's usually, I think, why people do anything, right? Absolutely. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, my husband is a two-time cancer survivor, and because of that, we had to go through IVF to get pregnant with my son. So that was a long journey in and of itself, Mm -hmm. Um, and I learned a lot through that process. Um, And then just through my pregnancy, so I've practiced yoga for probably... I don't know, I'd say 16 or 17 years now Mm -hmm. for a long time. And um, when I got pregnant, because of the fact that we went through IVF, I think I was a little bit more scared to do certain exercises than, you know, anybody would normally be. The risk is higher. Uh, Right, exactly, (laughs) exactly, especially in the beginning. And so I continued with my yoga practice, but I didn't do anything else because I couldn't find anything in my area that was specifically for pregnant women. So, you know, there's places that say if you're pregnant, it's fine for you to come and take classes, but I just didn't feel comfortable myself doing that. I didn't feel like I knew enough. So I just did yoga and went for walks and that was really about it. And that was fine for me at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after my son was born, I had a very long, somewhat difficult labor and I was anemic and just had a really hard recovery. 
And part of that process was that I had developed diastasis recti, which is an abdominal separation. Mm -hmm. And I knew something was wrong in my body, but I didn't know what it was. Um, And so then that just took me on this whole other journey of healing that and finding my strength and really getting my strength back. Um, And so long story short, just through my journey, I decided that it was really important to have something that's targeted at pregnant and postpartum moms that can help them stay active during their pregnancies and heal quicker postpartum. Um, And so I wanted to be able to educate people on that. And I had already been doing fertility and pregnancy nutrition for a long time beforehand. And I had always wanted to open some sort of wellness center, but there was this missing link and the missing link was the fitness side of things. So that's kind of how this all started to develop. Nice. (laughs) Well, thank you for, uh, you know, taking it upon yourself to, to, establish resources like that because it is it's it, there's like very there's vis, very misleading information yes. out there and I definitely did you know my own research ahead of time um, just in knowing that I wanted to get pregnant both on the exercise and the nutrition side of things mm-hmm. obviously since that's mostly what I do um, in terms of you know this show and work and everything right. but there was you know I did read a lot of stuff that was kind of bogus Mm -hmm. and I was like that's not really that accurate or kind of misleading and like no you can't actually do all of those things Um, especially for when I think about where I was finding the articles Mm -hmm. on those things how it was like really targeted towards like the very general population not necessarily and and I just want to clarify there is a difference in in populations of of women I mean anybody really but we'll just talk about women since we're the only ones that can get pregnant <laughs> um you know those who are you know live a fairly active life mm-hmm. so we have like the sedentary folks people who live a fairly sedentary life and then those who are like physically active right and some of these articles weren't you know they kind of hit like missed kind of what, who they were talking to right. or they were trying to be so general that mm-hmm. it was like anybody who was super active wouldn't find I was like if I did that work I'd be bored out right. of my mind yes like are you serious yes I can lift more than that <laughs> um, you know there wasn't really anything for the various levels of fitness right and and still even in that there wasn't any specific conversation around core stuff specifically mm-hmm. it was more like don't do crunches right don't do these things and it's like well you can work your core there's just safe ways of doing it right exactly and um i mean luckily i had we you know i had known you before for Mm -hmm. years and i had stumbled across your instagram that's actually how i found out that that's what you do and then i saw you posting stuff about the blue method and i was like oh this sounds interesting Mm -hmm. and i had worked with some postnatal uh, postpartum women mm-hmm. already doing exercise work, especially nutrition side, mm-hmm. and had had an idea of what you know core activation wise breathing techniques was right. useful. But then when I saw what you were posting, I was like, oh, this is kind of taking it a whole a step further, mm-hmm. and being able to see how it could be applied. It was very exciting. So. I knew going into the pregnancy that I would be reaching out to you at some point. It was just like a matter of time. Well, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about like what specifically, we'll talk specifically about the uh, the breathing techniques, mm-hmm. the belly pumping as mm-hmm. you call it, and sort of 
the different ways you can engage your core both just in like everyday practice um, but also in going into exercise how that can be applied and what the benefit is of that. Okay. So let's more, start with like during pregnancy. Okay. So during pregnancy, there's lots of things that happen to our body. Um, so our body is flooded with all kinds of hormones, obviously. And these hormones can cause instability in our joints um, because they're there to help. It's called relaxin. And rela- it, that's exactly what it does is it relaxes you and it's supposed to help make space for the baby to pass through during birth. But it affects all of her joints. So you might find that you're a little bit more flexible than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, and this also creates in- some instability in the body, which can make a difference in how we move, makes us a little bit more prone to injury. And on top of that, when it comes to our core, There's a few things that can happen. So if you're not activating your core at all and you're just letting that belly hang out, um, it creates too much pressure in the abdomen and so and on also on the pelvic floor. So then what is happening is you're pushing out on the linea alba, which is what connects the two sides of the rectus abdominis, your six-pack muscle, and that connective tissue gets stretched and stretched. And so do our ab muscles, obviously, as right. the belly grows. <laughs> um, and so just because our abs are getting stretched, that alone creates some weakness. Um, and then if you're putting too much pressure on that connective tissue, then we come up with things like diastasis recti, which is the abdominal separation. And that can cause problems both during pregnancy and definitely after and even farther down the road if right. it's not addressed. Um, And I've definitely seen that in mm -hmm. clients that I worked with who had had, you know, one, two, even three children. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't really a concept back then. Right. And their kids are, you know, 10 and older and they have this issue and these other side effects of it. um, Like no jumping because they, you know, might tingle themselves a little Mm -hmm. bit or seizing and Right. Laughing too hard. Um, You know, (laughs) kind of awkward side effects. Right. That you don't really want and don't really connect as like, oh, that has to do with this. And that's something that I could have prevented. Prevented. Exactly. And the the unfortunate thing is, is that it's also something that's not really very talked about, even on the gynecological side of things. And so I did have an abdominal separation because I didn't know at the time, how I should really be correctly engaging my core. And I could tell something was wrong in my body, but I wasn't sure what. And I went to see my OBGYN and she checked me for pelvic organ prolapse, which I did not have, thank goodness. Uh, But diastasis recti was not mentioned. I saw a chiropractor, wasn't mentioned. Mm -hmm. And I contacted my friend Brooke, who is the creator of the Bloom Method, and just told her what I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. And she's the one that helped me to figure out what was going on Mm -hmm. and helped me to be able to heal my diastasis. And so it's just something that unfortunately in our country is not talked about as much as it should be. Mm -hmm. Luckily, it's starting to gain more recognition. um, But it's something that is extremely common and happens to a lot Mm -hmm. of women during their pregnancy. And it can get worse postpartum um, if you're not if you don't heal it. So that's one of the things that can happen if you're not engaging your core. But on the flip side of that, there's also as women, I think we're really taught to hold our bellies in all the time to give this illusion of a flat stomach and thinner and it's just a habit that we've developed oh yeah i I do that a lot and that's when we talked you were like you gotta let it relax sometimes right exactly and um i think i mean i've had that since i was little from Mm -hmm. just doing gymnastics and like well you just engage your core and you stand up tall and that's just part of your posture and so 
uh, it was a it, it was a different concept to me to like right. oh I have to just kind of let it hang out yeah this feels a little weird at first <laughs> it does feel weird it's, it's very, very freeing strange. though later on you're like oh yeah I'm supposed to do this <laughs> yeah this feels great. good <laughs> um, so and that's the thing is also a lot of active women are used to having their cores engaged too mm-hmm. um, and so when you're walking around pregnant and you're always trying to hold your belly in, that can also create diastasis and can create pelvic floor issues as well because you're too tight. And so your uterus is essentially fighting with your abs for space. And it starts to kind of like, I hate to use the word rip, but it sort of like rips your abs apart. And then you also can end up with a separation. And so we really need to be creating the correct amount of intra-abdominal pressure during pregnancy. Mm. And that comes partly from correct breathing and also from just knowing how to engage and release the core and the pelvic floor um, so that you can create the right amount of space for the baby to grow. Yeah. Which are two very different things, by the way. Yes. Like (laughs) when you think of engaging the pelvic floor and, you know, that's what what people would think of as Kegels. Right. Essentially, right? Mm -hmm. So so if everyone's wondering what that is. Um, But there's a huge difference between engaging that, relaxing that, Mm -hmm. and engaging your core and relaxing that and how they don't, they're not mutually exclusive. Right. And you need to have practice doing both. So like engaging mm-hmm. one, relaxing the other. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's like mentally challenging. It is. Because you're trying to work a muscle that you've never really worked in that way before, right. let alone try to do two at the same time, but mm-hmm. in different ways. Right. It's like trying to like flex one bicep and like not flex the other, yeah. but you're like holding them both out at the in the same position. It's very strange. <laughs> it's like rubbing your head and patting your tummy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, especially in the fitness industry, but I think in general, people don't really talk about the pelvic floor very often. And it's something it's that like when we talk about boobs, like, you don't right. People don't really talk, talk about, about it. Boobs. But the pelvic floor is a is muscles that we need and your pelvic floor is basically what holds your internal organs up okay so it's a pretty important piece of the puzzle and it's actually one of the core muscles and so your pelvic floor and your transverse abdominis they co-contract and so that's great because during pregnancy postpartum really any time we should be teaching those muscles how to correctly work together mm-hmm. but in pregnancy it's unique because you also want to make space in the pelvic floor so that the baby can pass through right. if your pelvic floor is too tight your baby's going to have a harder time passing right. through during labor. So as Alex, as you were saying, it's it's interesting because there are parts of this where you want to learn how to engage your core while releasing your pelvic floor mm-hmm. simply to learn how to correctly push your baby out. Right. Um, so most of the time you would want to be engaging both at the same time, but uniquely during this period of your life, <laughs> you need to know how to do one and not the other. So it is, it's definitely takes a lot of concentration. Yes. Yes. I've been trying. <laughs> yes. And it's it, it's, it's mentally exhausting. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a strange feeling. Yeah. And trying to like make that connection between like, oh, is, is that what I'm squeezing right now? <laughs> or not? I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But once you're able to do it, it's, it is really cool to have that connection. Right. And being able to like, oh, okay. And, and, I mentioned this on a previous episode when I talked about uh, the first trimester and sort of how I've been using all of my training in the gym and, you know, the the breathing techniques and in the core work as my, like, you know, I'm training for, like, the big event. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Like like this big event, the biggest event I've probably ever done. And uh, just like I've trained for other events in the past, like, 
I want to make sure that I'm like putting in the time and the energy to train regularly so that when the event comes, I'm prepared as prepared as possible. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And that's that's a big part of what I do is is labor training. Mm-hmm. And that's a big part of what the Bloom Method is, is, you know, childbirth is an athletic event and yes. people don't <laughs> think of it that way and be, people don't train for it in such a way. But you would train for a marathon. You would train for any other sort of athletic event. So why not train for your birth? Why not build strength and stamina in your body, but also mentally, right. you know, exactly. so that you can get through this? Mm-hmm. Um, and women that do train for birth tend to have an easier and shorter labor. And they also tend to be have less medical interventions because... Well, you, you, there's so many health benefits to exercising during pregnancy for both mom and baby. Um, but you also have now built this stamina in your mind as well. And you know, like, okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I don't need, you know, the epidural. I don't need this. Or you're more likely to be able to have a natural birth if that's what you want. Right. Well, I think at that point, too, you have more trust in yourself. Yes. And in, in its ability to continue to work hard to get through that Mm -hmm. Um, obviously there aren't going to be perfect scenarios every time unfortunately Um, stuff does happen but to be as prepared for that as possible Mm -hmm. and um, you know just like have a little more confidence around it it, it's not as scary right we'll say because I know that that's that is a big fear that a lot of women have like like how the hell am I going to do that right yeah, because um, no, most people haven't done it before. Right, right. <laughs> if it's their first time, yeah, you know, absolutely. and you can only go by other people's experiences, right. which is very different. So absolutely, very yours, different. Everyone's is going to be unique, yes. and um, so, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, as <laughs> I understand that, I was looking forward to I'm it like, as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I I have a strange like calm around mm-hmm. it, and um. And I think having, again, having the confidence of like doing the work now and and really visualizing how, you know, ideally I would want it to go down, <laughs> things mm-hmm. like that um, have has helped a lot. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think that it gives you a sense of empowerment too. Mm-hmm. like you're doing something throughout your pregnancy to prepare for the birth of your child. And so that's a very empowering thing, mm-hmm. you know, because it's something that's so much out of our hands. I mean, getting pregnant alone is something that we can't really control. Right. You know, you don't know when it's going to happen yeah. or, you know, and that's a hard thing to want something, but not really know when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with your pregnancy. There's so many parts that we can't really control, but right. to have something that you can be doing that you feel like you are contributing to this process, right. just taking care of yourself and preparing for your birth, I think is a very empowering thing. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So what would you say are some of the, I don't want, I'm going to use the word risks, but some of the drawbacks for someone who didn't have that sort of training leading up to their birth, um, sort of side effects of things that can happen in the postpartum and even just years down the road. I mean, we kind of mentioned a little bit, mm-hmm. but any other details around? Absolutely. So uh, as I had mentioned, during pregnancy, um, our stability system is compromised. So that means your stability system is basically your muscles, your connective tissues, and your bones. Um, And so 
if one of those systems of the body isn't really working correctly, then the whole system kind of fails. Yeah. And during pregnancy, it, you know, it is compromised. Our joints are looser. Our muscles are being stretched and pushed to their limits. Um, and so our stability system is just not really working the way it should be. So if you were to be exercising and not doing it correctly, you are at risk for injury because mm -hmm. of this. And then uh, if you're not exercising, there's a lot of things that can happen. So as I mentioned, if you're just letting your belly hang out, you're creating a lot of pressure on the pelvic floor and on your abdomen. So you're at a higher risk for having diastasis recti both during pregnancy and after. And you're also at a higher risk for ha suffering from things like incontinence, potentially even pelvic organ prolapse, um, which is a scary thing to think about and talk about. But it's essentially when you, the organs that are in your pelvis, so your bladder or your uterus can start to fall through the the walls of the vagina oh, wow. um, and so these are things that can happen these are real things that actually happen to people mm -hmm. um, and so doing nothing during your pregnancy not being active you you're also increasing your risk for other pregnancy complications so your aches and pains are going to be higher you could have mm -hmm. a lot of back pain you could have pelvic girdle pain SI joint issues um, which is basically instability in the pelvis right. itself um, and that can be very painful um, and then you can also be at higher risk for things like preeclampsia and, and other issues that can come up during mm -hmm. pregnancy um, when you're just not active and not taking care of yourself. Right. So Right. So in other words, move around. Yes. <laughs> and, and seek out someone to help right. you engage your core correctly. Yes. Because, I mean, we all know that exercising has a, a slew of benefits, too many to name, mm -hmm. but especially during this time. And we're not saying that you have to go you know, run a marathon or <laughs> deadlift a bunch of weight or anything right. like that, anything crazy, but just general movements, uh, you will feel better. Um, there were definitely days early on where the fatigue was uh, very intense mm -hmm. and I sort of had to really pep talk myself into, you know, even just going for a walk some days. Right. But I felt a million times better as soon as within the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Easy. Absolutely. I'm it like, helps. Oh with my gosh, that. I'm so glad I went. I feel so much better. Right. And it can even help with the symptoms of morning sickness a bit mm -hmm. too. If you're moving around, you're getting your blood flowing, you just feel better all around. Yeah, as hard as it can be in that first trimester to do it, it's definitely beneficial to do so. Mm -hmm. um, and even the babies have benefits from exercising moms. Mm -hmm. So that's good too. You yeah. know, it's not just good for you, it's good for that little one. Exactly. So if, use that as your motivation if you need to. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Um, have you seen or met with any women who had had children years ago and had had the issues, you know, because they weren't aware of, of proper core activation or just happened to have, you know, very bad, um, you know, the, the muscle separation or something along those lines? Is that something that can still be fixed? Is there still, you know, potential for, for healing some of those things? Because I know that there's other issues that can come up if that doesn't isn't healed yes absolutely on. i have definitely seen it mm -hmm. um there and a lot of times if you do have an abdominal separation then there's something going on with the pelvic floor as well mm -hmm. not always some women don't necessarily show that they have a separation but there's just not a lot of core strength happening um, but their pelvic floor can be really affected and i have worked with women and seen women who have much older children that are still dealing with incontinence. You know, mm -hmm. they can't run or jump or really laugh that hard or sneeze because they're going to leak a little bit. Right. And they think this is normal. 
our society in general kind of thinks, oh, it's normal. You're a mom. You're just going to pee yourself. And it's <laughs> it is not normal. This should not be happening. End of story. Right. So, of course, you know, right after your baby's born, it's a time to be really gentle with yourself and be careful. Right. Um, but <sighs> until I had a brain fart. <laughs> we were talking about brain farts before we started recording because... Uh, I've been having them a lot lately. So if, 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 if at any point for the remainder of the episode, <laughs> things don't make sense or... Uh, Pregnancy brain and mom yes. brain are very real <laughs> things. <laughs> I knew that they were because I had clients, you know, mm-hmm. obviously who were who were moms, uh, especially new moms. And But man, is it real? Oh, it's yeah. It's very frustrating. Yes. Guys. And then you think, oh, my baby's here. It's going to get better. It doesn't really. Sorry. I need to be the, I know, I'm the like, how many, how many years am I looking at right now? <laughs> Apologizing Maybe, maybe it gets better later. I don't know. But uh, so going back to what I was saying, um, these things are not normal. And yes, you can absolutely heal them. And so, of course, there are very extreme cases that can require things like surgery. But sure. ma- the majority of the time, that's not the case. And these are things that can absolutely be healed by proper exercise. So correct core engagement. You can bring that separation back together. Um, and beyond just healing the gap and closing the gap, mm-hmm. it's also about the function of the core. So if you heal that gap, but you haven't learned how to properly use your core, right. then, you know, you're still going to have issues. But yeah. it's something that we can absolutely fix. And same with the pelvic floor. We can re-strengthen and rebuild the pelvic floor so that those issues such as incontinence go away. Right. And for the women that don't do anything about it, it can continue to get worse. It can start to manifest in other ways like chronic back pain, mm-hmm. um, you know, just all kinds of other issues can come up. And then you can even down the road develop things like pelvic organ prolapse. Your incontinence can get worse. Gotcha. Um, hernias can happen if you do have a separation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing really holding your organs in place where they're right. supposed to be. Digestive Scary. issues. Yeah, so there's definitely things that can come up. And sometimes they won't manifest for many years. Some women, it can start to happen during menopause because that's another time where we have all these crazy hormonal things going right. on that affect the body in different ways mm-hmm. and head you not properly healed yourself from birth, you're going to be at a higher risk for having issues during that time too. So it's important to to fix it. Wow. Yeah. And is there any difference in sort of how you would go about repairing that if say, so let's do two different scenarios. So one is uh, the the woman did some core work during her pregnancy, Mm -hmm. but her labor resulted in a Mm C-section. Does that affect things in terms of the... A, the recovery period, I'm assuming yes, but (laughs) just for the sake of the audience, Um, the recovery period, the way the the ways in which you engage the core after that, other things you should be aware of, because I do know there's there's, you know, probably a handful of listeners that uh, had Mm C-sections, one, two, three, multiple ones, probably. Absolutely. Um, So. Sometimes we won't see as much issue with the pelvic floor in a woman that has had a C-section as sometimes we do. It really depends on, you know, how active she was and what was going on during the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. But women that have had C-sections have not vaginally birthed a baby. So the pelvic floor was spared a little bit in that regard. However, your core has been cut through. All of those muscles and everything have been cut through. And that takes time to heal. So generally... 
when it comes to exercise, we're told at about six weeks you can re- regain your exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, with women who have had C-sections, it's a little bit longer. I would say closer to eight weeks, sometimes even longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that that six to eight week mark, it's really just the superficial tissues that have healed. So your scar is maybe healed at that point. You know, um, if you tore during childbirth, that's kind of healed, but inside is not fully healed. And so you really need to be careful when it comes to exercising, especially if you have had a C-section that early on, Mm -hmm. um, because women who have had C-sections can also have what I call core amnesia, where they've kind of lost that brain-body connection um, just from the the surgery itself. Mm -hmm. And pregnancy can do that as well. Um, So even if you were activating your core, if you were activating your core correctly during pregnancy, then you are going to have a little bit of an easier time healing from your Mm C-section as opposed to somebody who wasn't doing that. That Um, And you may have a little bit more of that brain-body connection as well. Um, mm-hmm. But what happens is that women can't seem to find their core after that. And if your body can't find that muscle, it certainly can't train that right, muscle. <laughs> so a big f- part of it is helping you to reconnect to those muscles and mm-hmm. re-strengthen. And so the recovery is somewhat similar as far as you know exercises that I would give someone who had a C-section as well as someone who had diastasis recti. Um, but they, it does take a little bit more rehabilitation and it takes more time until you can really get back into some of the exercises that you love doing before pregnancy. Right. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, and that's, it kind of goes back to what we were saying before, like after any big event, mm-hmm. you do want some downtime. Right. You know, <laughs> we, we might call it like a, an extreme deload week mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, some, some active recovery. <laughs> you know, your body just went through a right. huge thing and you want to give it some time to heal Absolutely. so that when you're ready to come back, when it's ready to come back, it can do so in the healthiest, safest Yes. way possible because it's ready to do so. Right, exactly. And, um, I, I, I always say that, well, I think to myself at least, that that would probably be one of the more challenging things for mm-hmm. me um, afterwards just mm-hmm. because I'm I'm such a mover and I, I'm relying on that so much right. to sort of help with, you know, my stress and, mm-hmm. and just feeling better and things like that. So, and that's not to say I haven't, there haven't been times where I've taken off long periods of right. time. Um, I've talked about my... Uh, my breast augmentation before and obviously needing to take off six to eight weeks at least before I started doing basic things. Right. You know, I just walked a lot and that did help. So Mm -hmm. knowing that that's something that I can do. Right. And and sort of just being open to like all the other things that are going to be happening during that time, which I'm sure is going to be time consuming. So I probably won't (laughs) really have time even if I wanted to to go run to the gym. Um, So I think that that helps as well. But, But knowing that there's like, you know, a systematic approach to it, some very easy steps that I mm-hmm. could start with just to regain that connection, strengthen that before I go and jump into anything Absolutely. crazy. And there's things that you can start doing as early as one day postpartum. You know, it's and these are things that you are you could do while you're lying down, yeah. you know, um, activating your pelvic floor and your mm-hmm. core muscles and just starting to kind of wake them up again. And right. Um, reestablishing that brain-body connection. These are, there are small things that you can do right away that will help in the healing process as well. Um, you know, but it's also a time that you want to focus on 
bonding with your baby. And so, and and so, you know, you were saying wanting to jump back into it. You'd be surprised how quickly six weeks goes by. It's true. (laughs) true. It did did before and I didn't (laughs) have a newborn. So I was like, oh, I have so much time to do all these other things. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But there's definitely things you can start doing at home, Mm -hmm. you know, that will prepare you for when you are ready to go and start reentering exercise. And I'm definitely um, excited for, I mean, I've been excited throughout the process and, and all the sort of different stages along the way because it is um, ever-changing day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always something new like, oh, that's different. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also just sensation-wise, and and this is what I talked about in the previous previous episode where I, I mentioned you and, and having seen you and sort of using the techniques that you gave me in terms of breathing and activation mm-hmm. as my qualifiers for any exercise that I may or may not continue to do right. because – Obviously, I'm changing some of the movements that I've mm-hmm. been doing. I'm not flipping around by any means. Um, <laughs> but I do want to still do like, you know, go upside down a little bit if I can <laughs> um, because I just like being upside down. So being able to use those techniques and determine like if I go to do an exercise, can I maintain that technique right. with both the breathing, the co- the proper engagement? Yes. And if I can, I probably shouldn't do the exercise. Right. And I think that's a very straightforward qualifier. Yes, definitely. I like it. It's just consistent. Um, I don't have to be – there's no question about it. I'm like, nope, not going to happen. Okay, mm-hmm. what else can I do? Right. Totally fine. And that's um, something that I do a lot in my assessments with people mm-hmm. is I see – especially women like yourself who are really active, I put them through different things and it continues to get more and more advanced and I watch their breathing. And as long as they're able to maintain their breathing and they can still engage their core correctly, okay. But then there's always going to be a point where are you holding your breath? Are you, you know, it's too challenging. And of course there are exercises that should be avoided during pregnancy as well. But, (laughs) you know, as far as knowing how far you can go with certain things, that's that's an excellent way to be able to tell Mm -hmm. if this is something that you can maintain or not. And it may change. It may be something that you can do for the first half of your pregnancy. And not necessarily in the second half or definitely not in the third trimester. You know, things change as your belly grows. So, Well, yeah, at this point, it's more that things are just awkward because Mm -hmm. my stomach's kind of in the way. Right. And I'm like, well, physically not possible. Right. Even if I want, like I can only engage it and draw it in so much to where it's not in the way. Right. And now it's to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm not doing anything close stance. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that feels a little bit weird or, (laughs) you know, things like that. But it's also been on the other, on the opposite side, it's been surprising what I can still do Mm -hmm. and like very comfortably. Right. And that feels really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, heavy squats and deadlifts, obviously I'm not doing like one rep maxes by any means. Not that I really did that before, but, (laughs) you know, um, being able to still lift heavy is, um, it just, it feels great. It feels Mm -hmm. great on my hips. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I think strengthening my, my glutes a little bit has, yes. has helped tremendously. I haven't had any really aches or, aches or pains, knock on wood, thus <laughs> far. <laughs> um, but it is really cool to feel that core engagement mm-hmm. during the exercise because it feels very different than it did before. Right. Um, but it's cool also to see, you know, like if I've been like relaxing my stomach you know, all the the previous day or like, you know, later in, in into the day when I'm especially a couple meals in <laughs> starts to get a little heavier. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, the difference in just how it looks, too. I'm like, wow, I still have some ab muscles. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. They're still there. Yeah. And then how much 
which was interesting to me and just watching some of your videos early on before I even got pregnant and some of the the belly pumping Mm -hmm. and how much you can still draw in your core Mm -hmm. and not like smash the baby right (laughs) and people are always like well where's it going where is is it okay but it's just you have a lot more space in there than you think and so it's just kind of coming back towards your spine and Uh You know, yeah. yeah, but it is an interesting thing when you see it in person to think, where did the baby just go? You just had a belly and now you don't. And, and, right. and it's just the difference of an engaged core and an unengaged core. Yep, exactly. And how different that feels, you know, not just standing there engaging it, but right. during d- during certain movements mm-hmm. and things like that. And um, it has been nice. I mean, obviously, I'm only so... This 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 episode won't come out for probably a couple weeks, but as of now, when we're recording, I'm I'm just about 25 weeks, and uh, it's definitely it's there now. The bump. It's before <laughs> it was like sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. It's mm-hmm. like it's here. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. <laughs> um, but and then I just had a brain fart moment where I totally lost my train of thought around what I was my the point I was gonna make around the bump oh well at even as it's gotten bigger i'm still been surprised at what's like normal activities that are really comfortable like i ran up my stairs the other day no problem Mm -hmm. you know no question about it and i get to the top and i'm yeah i'm a little bit more winded than normal i might be otherwise (laughs) (laughs) but no problem other than that i Mm -hmm. can carry all the things that i need to i was climbing on the counter which you know, I don't know if I should be doing it. just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. Um, but I had an inclination to clean out the cabinet and <laughs> it's easier for me to just climb up on the cabinet right. on, the, on the counter than get a chair. Um, but things like that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I still feel really good. I feel capable and strong. And and for me, that's that's important to me. Absolutely. During the whole process. Right. So. And you'll notice that it'll feel good for you after you've had your baby, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll you'll heal probably heal quicker and feel more like yourself faster than had you done nothing during your pregnancy yeah i would not be a happy camper if i couldn't do anything i would drive my husband crazy (laughs) be like go for a walk or do something like (laughs) go move around right (laughs) um but in saying that too i think it's important to talk about a little bit on and I do want to ask you about sort of your process and, and if somebody wants to find you. So, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm still definitely doing like body work stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm on the foam roller. I have my lacrosse Good. ball. I yes. I roll out my feet with the golf ball. Um, you know, I'm doing all of the, the normal things that I did before. Mm-hmm as just general maintenance and, and prep and, mm-hmm. and it all feels so good it really does that's important and, i think to continue doing that yep absolutely because well, things especially like in the hips mm-hmm. um things are moving right they don't feel the same right. um and and like i mentioned the glutes have gotten stronger but they've also gotten a lot tighter because mm-hmm. they're they're doing a, a lot more work than they did before right. so i want to make sure that if i do want to continue up with my exercises, especially like big movements, mm-hmm. like squats and things, um, which do feel really good. I don't want to. I want to make sure I'm taking care of those muscles. Absolutely. At the same time. And squats are one of the best exercises that you can do during pregnancy for so many reasons. But especially when you're doing them properly and you're breathing properly mm-hmm. and engaging and releasing when you're supposed to, they're amazing because they're helping you to create space in your pelvis for labor. Right. But you're also gaining strength at the same time so that you can be in these birthing positions for longer periods of time and be able to comfortably 
you know, hold yourself up in right. that position. I mean, the squat is really like the ultimate birthing position. Right. <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> you know, and having strong glutes is also going to help prevent things like instability in your pelvis right. um, and having pain in your pelvis as mm-hmm. well during pregnancy. So yep. it's an important step. Good. I'm yeah. glad I'm doing it because yes. they feel really good. Yes. They really do. And it's <laughs> nice to, you know, there was a little bit of like an ego check early on, like probably shouldn't lift that much. <laughs> um, so I'm just going with what feels good right. and not not putting so much stress on or emphasis on, you know, how much I'm doing more just going the, mm-hmm. with the day by day. How do I feel today? Right. Let's start with something light. We can always add on to there. So um, that's sort of my exercise approach now. Good. And then... I think I'm going to – I attempted some handstands the other day, which went well. But the weight gain also has made a difference mm-hmm. for certain body weight movements to where right. I'm just – well, I'm just heavier. And it's harder for me to hold myself up. Yeah. Things like that. And weight distribution is a little bit different. Absolutely. Um, Your so, center of gravity is thrown off a little <laughs> bit is. with that belly. It is. So, <laughs> yeah. like, maybe I'll do just two handstands for a while. Yeah. <laughs> See how that goes. But um, before we wrap up, so we have about a few more minutes left, wanted to uh, – you know, get people the information that they need if they want to read about uh, the blue method, mm-hmm. find you, how you do consult. So give us your, your okay. spiel. Uh, so just a quick little background on what the blue method actually is. Um, it is was created by Brooke Cates out in Boulder, Colorado. And uh, Brooke is a pre and postnatal exercise specialist. And she created the blue method with the hopes to be able to really empower women during their pregnancies and also post-birth. And so she's helping women to stay active in a safe and effective way, training for their labors. Um, And so she has her own studio out in Boulder where she teaches classes very much the way that I'm also Mm -hmm. doing. And she sees one-on-one clients in a personal training setting as well. Um, And she also sees distance clients. So for people that are interested in learning more about the Blue Method specifically and more about Brooke, you can go to her website, which is thebloomethod.com. And like I mentioned, she will see people via Skype. um, So that's a nice option for people that aren't in her area or in my area. Mm -hmm. Um, I have my studio in Marin County in San Rafael. And so I generally see people, you know, in my center. Mm -hmm. And so I do both personal training and also group fitness classes, pregnancy, postpartum. um, And I do nutrition counseling. And we also do a whole bunch of different workshops. So childbirth education, Mm -hmm. breastfeeding education, newborn care. So it's sort of a one-stop shop for everything. Birth, pregnancy, parenting. (laughs) (laughs) They Um, all go together. Yes, they do. Absolutely. Uh, So you for you can always visit my website which is lunacentermarin.com um and yeah so for personal training I generally have people come in and I do a 90 minute fitness assessment um I also have a complete nutrition guide that I give those clients who come in for personal training um and so we go over that and I just run them through an assessment to see where they're at to see if they have any Um, instability that's already going on, Mm -hmm. any issues, injuries, things that I should know about. Um, And then from there, I can design a program for them based on where they're at. So I have some people that come to see me that 
didn't exercise at all before they got pregnant. And then I have people like yourself who are very active and fit. And so it's nice to be able to design something that works for them and where they're at. Um, I'm a big component of meeting yourself where you are, not necessarily where you want to be. Um, This isn't the time to like pick it up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So that being said, if you haven't been exercising before your pregnancy, you definitely can. And there's ways to do that safely. Um, And so I just design programs for these women and they come in and see me ideally on a fairly regular basis throughout the pregnancy and Mm -hmm. also postpartum. And then I also have fitness classes, um, which are nice because then you get that community feeling. And um, so the prenatal classes are really kind of meant to train you for labor. And um, I do time-based intervals that mimic contraction time. So it kind of mimics how contractions move through your body. And that's what Brooke also does in her classes. Um, and so it's great because you're really building strength and stamina and learning right. to know what a contraction feels like, sort of. Right. <laughs> At you least can only so. mimic that so far, well, I'm sure. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's kind of what I do. And if you are in the, the California, Northern California area, you can definitely come in and see me. Um, nice. Yeah. That's exciting. I like what you said um, about the stamina because... That's not something, I mean, we all know that labor can be a really long time, mm-hmm. um, but you don't think about working the entire time. Right. And so when we think about like structuring a session, you know, mm-hmm. your workout, it could last anywhere from like 10 minutes to an hour and a half, you right. know, and that's my, and you know, 90 minute session might seem like a really long time, but um, most people are um, just getting started around the 90 minute mark when it right. comes to labor. So yeah. having that stamina, um, right. the strength to, to continue on mm-hmm. is very important. Um, and I would say, especially on the, the mental side of things, mm-hmm. because, you know, we can always, obviously <laughs> millions of women, <laughs> billions of women over the years have made it through the process. Right. <laughs> um, so we know that we can. And uh, if, if we have that sort of mental strength around, you know, this too shall pass um, <laughs> sort of things uh, and the confidence to get through it, then I think it'll just be, it'll be a smoother, smoother ride. Yes, smooth, absolutely. As, as it can be. Yes. So, um, well, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Is there anything else, any like last bit of advice you could throw out to anybody um, who's either, you know, wants to get pregnant, is pregnant, uh, early stages of, of postpartum or I would thinks just, that they have some issues around? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, you know, trying to get pregnant, exercise can definitely help. Um, as well as proper nutrition. So finding somebody that knows their stuff that can Mm -hmm. help you with that. Um, During pregnancy, I definitely advise women to be exercising safely to learn how to properly engage your core and engage Mm -hmm. your pelvic floor, as well as learning what it feels like to release those things is very, very important. Um, Because that will help you not only during exercise, but also just in your day-to-day movements throughout your pregnancy. Um, so that's one thing that I feel like every pregnant woman should really know how to do and should practice throughout her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And same with postpartum, just re-entering this in a safe way and making sure that you fully heal your core and your pelvic floor before you just dive back into exercise. Um, and learning also how to just move safely throughout your day as a new mom. That's and true. then for the women that have older children that have issues that haven't yet been dealt with, I strongly encourage you to 
find somebody that can help you, whether that be a physical therapist or someone like myself or Brooke who can, you know, who does this for a living and and knows. um, (laughs) I I just strongly encourage you to find somebody that can help you to fix these issues so that you can feel good and, and confident and, you know, strong and yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, just to tack on, there there are some uh, aesthetic benefits to it as well. Yes. Just going to throw that out there since I know a lot of our audience, like, yes. you know, follows the diet protocols because right. they ultimately want to look good. Right. So, um, you know, this is relevant on all levels. And, I mean, I've seen if you if you follow um, either the, the Luna Center's Instagram page, mm-hmm. which will include all of those links uh, in the show notes to all of the social media channels. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at some of the before and afters of some of these women who use the process throughout, you can see mm-hmm. the difference. Absolutely. Big time. Absolutely. I mean, it's huge. Well, and to add on to that, it, when you when your core is not functioning properly, or if you do have diastasis, mm-hmm. then you are going to have that, people call it like the mom pouch, yep. or pooch, whatever. Um, and that's just going to be there you know but if you can retrain your core to function properly it's really about the deep core muscles it's not you know it's not about your six-pack muscles it's right. it's the the more internal deeper layers that really are what hold everything in place mm-hmm. um, so absolutely making sure that you rehab those muscles and for myself my core is actually much stronger and functions better than it did before I ever got pregnant nice. um, so there's that too you yeah, know absolutely yeah. well I like to say when when I and when I am meeting uh, or consulting with the woman who um, is postpartum and they're like, you know, I, I want my body back. And I, I, I generally say, like, you're not going to get that body back right. um, by any means. Like, no. that body's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that body never birthed a child. Exactly. It's, it, it was it there. You, you enjoyed it while yes. it was around. Um, but it's not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that it can't be better right. than what it was Absolutely. before by any means. I mean, I've seen some some amazing transformations and it's just um, about a matter of like doing the work and being consistent and it doesn't have to be on you know on the diet side of things too doesn't have to be as much work as some people can make it out to be so it's just like doing the right work yeah so absolutely (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you so much uh for joining me again it was very um insightful and i hope hopefully useful for some of you ladies listening um if you know of anybody who might need to to listen in and have someone evaluate their core (laughs) yeah it was a pleasure to be here thank you for having me and um hope you guys enjoyed this episode um another episode of her body and we will catch you next time bye You've been listening to Her Body on Body IOFM with your host, Alex Navarro. And if you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. We'll be back next time with more information about women's health and performance.